Welcome to the very first episode of B-Town Real Property Talk with Lance De Silva. Lance, congratulations on starting your podcast. Thank you. Really happy to be here and starting this podcast. One of the things I really wanted to do in creating this podcast was making real estate simple, easy to digest, and talk about it in ways that are interesting for the Bloomington local community. For people who don't already know you, introduce yourself. Say a little bit about who you are and what you do. So my name's Lance De Silva. I'm a realtor at um, Century 21 Sheets here in Bloomington, which by the way, is the best real estate firm in Bloomington. And I'm also a local real estate investor. And I can proudly say that I've been a Hoosier since 2010 when I moved here with my wife, Liz. And we've got two small children, Levi and Lena, and we're really invested in, in this community. And yeah, we're here for the long haul. There are a lot of realtors in Bloomington. Why should people choose you? What makes you stand out? There's lots of choices to choose from in terms of realtors in, in this town. A lot of people don't know this. There's actually over, I think the, there's almost just shy of 500 realtors, if I'm not mistaken, in Bloomington. So you've got your fair share of options. As far as what differentiates me, you know, I'm not your showboating, fast talking type of guy. What you see is what you get. But with that, one of the things that I really strive to do with my clients is take something like a real estate transaction, which can be super complicated at times, and really break it down and talk to my clients at their level, educate them through the process, make them feel good every step of the way and have them understand what the transaction is and the timeline and, and so that they can feel comfortable from start to finish. And so that, that's really what I strive to do as a realtor. You didn't begin your career as a realtor. In fact, you have a degree in counseling and counselor education from IU, and you worked as a middle school and high school counselor. So why did you initially choose counseling as a career path? I think getting a master's was always something that I wanted to pursue. The question was, what master's should I get? And so at the time, I was actually working with college students at IU in a higher education programming role. And I found myself, as far as relationships with the students that I was working with, in like a mentor role model type role. Some of the things that I was good at was listening and really uh, helping the students that I was work with be the best versions of themselves. And so in thinking about how I wanted to take my career to the next level, I thought counseling would be a great way for me to kind of go in that direction, but on a deeper level. And then I decided that I wanted to work with youth. So I was working with college students and I felt like I wanted to make my mark in the school counseling profession as a middle school and high school counselor, which depending on who you ask, sounds crazy uh, to some folks. You know, middle school is such a transformative and high school, but transformative people. You know, they're going through puberty, their, their emotions are all out of whack. I must say, I, I absolutely loved being a counselor when I was a counselor. What would you say are some of the most important things that you learned both about yourself and about people generally through the experience of being a counselor and working with kids? School counselors are, by the way, miracle workers. So shout out to all the school counselors who are still in the profession, because not only are they working with the students and the population that they're serving, they also serve as the 
kind of the mediators between administrators, teachers, parents, the school board, and they're kind of end up being the receiver from all these different ends. And so the one thing that I learned and the biggest takeaway for me when I was a school counselor is that we're all human beings. We all come with our own baggage. We all come with our own emotions and feelings and how we deal with things. And that's all okay. And so I think I acquired a deeper appreciation for people in general coming from all walks of life and what makes someone an individual. And as a middle school and high school counselor, and I feel like I also do this in general, you know, really praising and bringing out the individual traits that people have and make them feel proud about the characteristics that they have as a human being. Now, at some point, you decided to make a career change and get into real estate. Tell us the story of how and why that happened. Yeah, so to the average person who's just looking at my life, going from education to real estate can feel like a very abrupt move. However, I think my interest in real estate actually dates way back to my younger years as a teenager when I used to work summers for my dad's building and construction company. We built homes from the ground up. We did framing, drywalling, decks, painting, roofs, and everything in between. And my dad also, he dabbled in real estate investing himself. I wouldn't say he built his career on it, but he did do a handful of house flips when I was growing up. And so I was exposed to it. And I also want to talk a little bit about my grandfather, Leonard Heller. May his memory be a blessing. He was a realtor and an entrepreneur throughout his entire life. And so, you know, I've always had that in the back of my mind. Let me put it this way. There are people in my family who've been in real estate who I've been able to look to. And so in terms of my own interest in real estate, I would say I made a conscious decision in 2016. I was actually working as a high school counselor and I decided I was going to get into real estate in some form or fashion. I didn't know what it was actually going to look like. And I actually started listening to the Bigger Pockets real estate podcast. So uh, if there are any investors out there, any real estate investors that are seasoned, definitely know this podcast. If you're a new uh, or aspiring investor and you haven't heard of Bigger Pockets Real Estate Podcast, definitely recommend it. But I started listening to dozens of episodes of this podcast, basically from 2016 to 2018. And I started reading a bunch of books on real estate investing didn't do anything with real estate, just was learning about it while I was working as a school counselor. And I then decided in 2018, I was going to get my real estate license. So took the 90 hour course. That's what it is in Indiana. I went and took the state and federal licensure exam, got really lucky, passed the first time, or maybe I just studied really well, who knows. And I ended up getting licensed in, in 2019. So I, I, I didn't do much with my license, though, when, when I got it. I was working as a school counselor in 2019. We had a two-year-old son and one on the way. But 
from 2019 to 2022, I did start to dabble in real estate. I helped some friends and family with a couple of transactions. I did my first house flip. And also, you know, all the while, and I think this is actually part of the calculus, which helped me take the plunge, you know, in 2020, for those of you that remember, we entered a global pandemic. And that was also a major factor in my decision to leave school counseling because education was kind of changing right before our eyes. And so I had always wanted to be my own boss. I think deep down, if I'm being honest with myself, I probably wanted to be my own boss since the beginning, but life takes you in certain directions sometimes. And, you know, you kind of make the best out of what's in front of you. And so in June of 2022, kind of fast forwarding a bit, I decided to take a leap of faith and I retired from my W-2 job. I say retired because I don't like to say quit. And I decided to get into real estate full time. Part of that decision involved choosing a new brokerage. And so I'm, I'm really excited to say that I'm, I'm with Century 21 Sheets. I'm, I'm proud to be part of that brokerage. They are indeed the number one residential firm in, in Bloomington. And September 1st, I actually just had my, my one-year anniversary of being with the firm. How would you say that your training and experience as a school counselor helped prepare you for the work that you do today in real estate? First and foremost, I would say I'm, a, I'm an above average listener. And something as simple as being able to listen. I think part of listening is also understanding and knowing when to speak and when not to speak. And so when I was a school counselor, you know, part of my job was to give my students an opportunity to feel heard and really provide empathy at a high level, which would allow them to overcome whatever they were dealing with in that moment. And so in real estate, I, I see a lot of similarities. I think throughout the home buying process, listening to your clients and really understanding what they're looking for in a home is, is so important. And sometimes what that means is not projecting my own desires and wants for my clients and really, really hearing them and, and let their desires come through, through the home buying process. So yeah, you know, listening, empathy, and through listening and, and being empathetic, being able to build a relationship of trust with my clients. How would you describe your approach to being a realtor? I think the biggest part of my approach is making the process simplified for my client. And so, you know, when you're buying a home or when you're selling a home, there's, there's so much involved in terms of like, you know, title company, other realtor, the other side of the transaction and the timeline that goes with that. And so being able to break it down and simplify it and really help my clients feel comfortable from start to finish and them understanding and learning, feeling like they're actually learning about real estate through working with me is a big part of my approach. You were in education, and in many ways, it sounds like you're still in education, just working with a different group of people. Say a little bit more about how you help your clients learn about real estate and learn about the process. 
I think that's another thing that really sets me apart as a realtor in this market. When I first started out in this field a little over a year ago, I tasked myself with being able to do a listing presentation for my mother. And the idea that I had was if I can't help my mother feel comfortable through you know, the home selling process and, and really break it down for her, which by the way, love my mother, but you know, real estate's not her strong suit. But if I can break it down for my mother, then I can break it down for my clients. And so, you know, being able to talk on my client's level, talk on my mother's level, and really take something that maybe seems like intimidating and out of reach and make it feel like, oh, okay, it's not that bad. I get it. I, I understand what I'm doing and, 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 and the process involved. I should be able to explain real estate the same way to a 10-year-old that I do to a 50-year-old that I do to a 90-year-old and just break it down in, in terms and in ways that make sense to them. So what have the last few years been like in the local real estate market generally and for you in your business? The real estate market over the last three years, I, I, I say three years because 2020 was kind of monumental in terms of how it impacted real estate and the economy, it's been doing backflips. And so one thing I wanted to comment on was mortgage interest rates. So, you know, in 2020 slash 2021, a lot of people were refinancing their loans, their mortgages on their homes, and they were getting rates as low as, if I remember, like 2.6, interest rates which is basically in the grand scheme of things, that's, that's practically free money. And so I want to comment on how that's impacted the affordability of homes in terms of where we are today. So interest rates right now on a 30-year fixed are a little over 7%. And so 7% is, is way different than 2.8%. And in terms of like how that looks, so if we're looking at the average price of a home in Bloomington, let's say the average price of, of a home in Bloomington is around 300000 And let's say you're fortunate enough to pay a 20% down payment, which by the way, a lot of people are not in a position to pay 20% now. And this might be a topic on another episode, but that's a whole nother conversation. But let's say you are able to pay 20%. Buying that same home in 2020 would have cost you $1,000 a month, monthly payment. Buying that home today would cost you over $1,600 a month. And so the affordability of homes has really, really not been great for, for people in our market. And so I wanted to say that because I actually entered real estate full time at, at a very interesting time. Because I, I entered real estate in June of 2022. That's when I went full-time. And interest rates were, I don't really remember, but they were, they were under 6% at the time. And so when I was entering the field of real estate, interest rates started to climb. And so at a time where I'm supposed to be generating business <laughs> and talking to people about buying homes and selling homes in our local market, well, first of all, if you're a potential seller and you've got a 2.8% interest rate on your mortgage, it's not really motivating to sell your home to then get in a new home at a 
at the time, 8% interest rate. So there was that, which was impacting inventory in, in our local market, which by the way, inventory in Bloomington in general is very, very low. It's still very much a seller's market. And then if you're a buyer and you're watching interest rates climb at the rate that they were climbing uh, last fall, you know, you're scared. You're like, well, I think I might just wait it out and maybe sign another year on my lease and rent for an extra year. So there was a lot of that that was happening in the fall as I was starting into real estate, which actually when you're starting a new business and, you know, your livelihood depends on being able to help people buy and sell homes, that can be pretty scary. Well, fast forward a year later, I live to tell the tale. Interest rates did end up kind of sort of leveling out, but right now they actually still are at around 7%, a little over 7%. I had a, I had a I'm incredibly blessed and humbled to, for the success that I've seen this, this past year. I'm excited to tell people that this, this past year, I actually ended up doing 19 transactions. So from September 1st to September 1st of this year, 19 transactions and clearing that cleared 5.3 million in, in sales volume, which for a realtor in their first year is, is not too shabby. So I'm, I'm proud of that. And, and as far as I'm concerned, I'm, I'm kind of just getting started here. What are your plans and goals going forward into next year and beyond? Yeah. So I plan to continue to build relationships with people within my sphere and within my community and really establish myself as the go-to realtor and resource for people in my community as it relates to their real estate needs. And a big part of, a big part of that is just continuing to talk to people, use a platform like podcasting as a way to also get my, get my name out and help people see that I am approachable and I can help them whether, you know, whether they have an immediate house buying or home selling need or not. I, I really want to be able, I want people to know that they can, they can call me whenever. And as far as my business, I'm excited to, sh I'm excited to grow a team, you know? So one of my, one of my goals in the next six to 12 months is to start working with realtors who want to be part of my team and, you know, it's kind of hot off the press here, but my I'll, I'll be seeing an, a name change with my business, and so the 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 team within Century Twenty One Sheets would be, will be called De Silva Property Group. So De Silva Property Group is is excited to actually have other more than just me in terms of realtors part of the team. I do already have a transactions manager, so we do we do. It's more than just me. We have, and I've got a bunch of support within Century Twenty One Sheets in terms of sales support, IT support, marketing. It's incredible what what the firm provides in terms of support for for business owners. Now you're an avid runner, and you've you've logged a lot of miles running through the neighborhoods and streets of Bloomington. What have you learned about Bloomington, and you know what is it that that you like about the town? What is it that keeps you here? Yeah. So, you know, a lot of realtors know all the different neighborhoods in Bloomington. And when I say I know those neighborhoods, I know them not only because I know them, but because I've run the streets of them. <laughs> yeah. So, which by the way, Bloomington is a fantastic city to, to run in and we've got all the hills to go with it. 
And Bloomington has an incredible urban trail system that over the last five to 10 years has been, has connected all the different communities. So I love that I can, you know, go for a 10 mile run from my house and be on either a sidewalk or trail running all through Bloomington for, for basically its entirety. And then there's just, there's just incredible, there's, I'm, I'm a part of a couple of running communities in Bloomington that have been a major part of just my, you know, my social outlet, as well as my health, helping me with my, my, my health routine here. But yeah, I, I, I've had the chance to run all through Bloomington and, you know, really kind of see the kind of different characteristics that come with each neighborhood. And so I think that's really valuable for, for, the clients that I work with when I'm able to comment on, comment on, you know, the neighborhood and the types of houses in each neighborhood. And, and yeah, so, I mean, I've run thousands of miles in Bloomington over the last, over the last 10 years. So yeah, it's been, it's been a, a great part of my, my life. Now you don't just run in Bloomington. You don't just work in Bloomington. You live in Bloomington with your family. Tell us a little bit about your family. I do, yeah. So my wife, Liz, she's a psychology professor at IU Columbus. She also, she got her PhD and her postdoc fellowship here at IU Bloomington. So that was originally what got us here and we we stayed for the long haul. And then we have two amazing children, Levi, who just turned six who is crushing it in first grade and our daughter lena who is three and a half going on like 13 she's got so much personality and yeah she's doing gymnastics at bugs and and yeah we're 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 really building our lives here and and yeah we love bloomington okay lance just to wrap things up let's have a little fun what's your favorite book all right, I feel like this is so cliche, but this truly is the book that transformed my mind when I was like 16 years old in high school. Uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. But like every single entrepreneur, real estate person always name drops that book. But that that was the book that transformed my mindset as a 16-year-old. What about your favorite movie? Favorite movie? Ah, so that is such a tough one. I I'm going to just throw a movie out there. For the longest time, Gladiator was one of my favorite movies with Russell Crowe. It's a good movie. Well, that does it for this very first episode of your brand new podcast. Thanks a lot for a great discussion. Thank you and looking forward to many more. That's it for this episode of B-Town Real Property Talk. To keep up with all the latest episodes, be sure to subscribe to the show anywhere you get podcasts. B-Town Real Property Talk is brought to you by Da Silva Property Group, making real estate simple.